So you were with your little baby nephew this weekend. I was. My cousin's little guy, he's about eight years old, and he's another fellow hobbit. And we haven't seen each other for a little while. And he is in a household I talk about a lot with a fairy brother, an elf brother, a gnome mom, dwarf dad, so no other hobbits. When he sees Aunt Meg, he comes racing toward me, and we spent the afternoon looking at animal photos. (laughs) (laughs) He had been to a barn recently, and he wanted to show me every rabbit, and how this rabbit was different than that rabbit, and we zoom in on the photo. So he takes pictures. He takes pictures. His mom often is the one taking pictures of him and the rabbit, or him and the donkey, or him and the goat. And is that just when they're at the farm, or is that just his general Uh, lifestyle? In general lifestyle, because because every stops if this kid sees an animal of any kind, which I understand completely. <laughs> okay. We got to pull over, we got to pet the dog, and we got to get a photo, and if not, and maybe a video. <laughs> so the donkey video we watched six times. <laughs> look at his lips, Aunt Meg. But look, but look at me touching him. But did you see his hooves? But did you see what his color? Look at the fluff by his eyes. I see it. I see it, Gibson. I see it all. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I can imagine that the other avatars weren't digging you know the deep dive photo gallery of all animals seen this month no exactly but i sure did i'll see every time give me an animal video give me an animal photo i'll take it just so you know if you ever meet me in person i'll i'll look at him with you fellow (laughs) hobbit let's get into the show hi i'm kieran trace and i'm megan rogel welcome to humans decoded a story of hobbits fairies elves dwarfs gnomes and humans If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Okay, people, community, decoders, (laughs) we have love to share with you. Um, We have more... More love that's come in. I, we love the love. We anytime tell us everything. We want to know. <laughs> we want to. So we're, we're going to read it to you again because <laughs> we think you want to hear it too. Yes. Um, so our last episode, episode nineteen, um, when we were talking about the disgruntled gnomes in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so the love comes in that says that describes my entire <laughs> experience as a gnome. And working on boards, groups, anything with elves. It makes me wish one of the elves in each group would have just said, it's okay for me to go do work on my own and not be in the meeting. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's all any wanna, gnome wants. It's like yeah. every elf in the world, just tell the gnomes. Yep. Um, okay, or just, just tell the gnomes. Or Gnomes, here's your permission slip. Yep. It's so great. For years, I always thought I just didn't work well with others or that I was too dumb to keep up with the fast pace of the meetings. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Turns out I'm a gnome. <laughs> oh, gosh. We love to hear it. And I'm really what we're hearing in there is that authenticity. Yeah. I am enough yes. as I am. Yes. There's and not it is, a problem with me. No, no. And exactly as I am is intelligent. It's aligned. It's rich. It's a win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You belong in the fellowship exactly as you are. Yep. Um, cool. Cool. 
Well, we've got another Q&A episode. Yay. Because more questions came in. Thank you for the questions. Thank you. And this is a question from another gnome. So I'm going to read it. She says, what are some ways that gnomes can pull themselves out of the basement on their own? Or do we always need assistance? (laughs) (laughs) Gnomes, you can't be alone. We can't trust you to a basement alone. You will always need a helpline. Get your get your call your key callers on your helpline to pull you out. That's so. This is kind of our point, right? Like that. There's a bit of not good enough in there. There's an idea that it's not okay to go be in the basement, um, and that you need to be pulled out. So I would answer that firstly: that you don't need to be pulled out of the basement. Our measure of things is, is it delicious? Is it an exhale? Is it effortless? Are you enjoying yourself? If the answer is yes, and that's a deep embodied feeling, that's not just a concept. If the answer is yes, go for it. Stay in there. Do it. Um, Because we get it. If you're a gnome, you do. You want to gather your things and you want to go down into the basement and do your deep dive. Yes. And there is nothing wrong with that. This is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so delicious for gnomes to do that, to have extended time, to go as deep as they want to go. And and, and sometimes it takes a lot of time. And everyone's going to benefit from that. Yeah. And you won't necessarily know how. You find out in retrospect how that was a benefit for everybody, how when you came out of that basement, you had just the information that that your family member needed that you know somebody at your workplace needed and or you had that art piece done that was the best thing anybody's ever seen in their life but there is that piece inside of all of us that's like you know we hear it kieran meg if you give me free reign yeah i'm gonna never come up for air yeah we see this in the embodiment class where we start to give direction on how open the field is. And people are like, but I'll never, I'll just, you know, then I'll just eat everything and never stop eating. Or yeah. I'll just... I'll stay in the basement forever. I'll stay in the basement forever. Or I'll just, you know, whatever. If I, if I, yeah. if this is okay, then there won't be an organic... <laughs> I won't, I'll just stay in one thing. Yeah, exactly. And that, So I get that fear. It's yes. not accurate. It's nope. never been accurate. But nope. by this measure, like, let's talk yep. about then... Yeah. How you find that delicious. How you find that delicious. So really the answer here is is what is delicious. And so if for a gnome being in that basement is delicious, that's, that's our prime directive. What we teach is what Kieran has called delicious yes. So that's that in your body feeling of yum, alive, aligned, like I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. That's what you're listening for. And that is tie, that's tied in with all of oneness, all of the universe is tied in there. That is, it's like, it's, 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 uh, we have, we live near some otters and I watch otters just play all day. That is all of life coming into that form of an otter. And it's just delicious for them to play and play and play. And so we, we teach you live your life from that feeling of play. So that's the question. What um, is it delicious? And I want to add that we found that it creates the most effective, efficient, yes. executive functioning. Yes. And the feeling inside is like, Kieran or Meg, you're giving me this free fall and I'll never return. But we actually have the more accurate data. Yeah. And it's that actually things will be executed so much more effectively. Yes. If you follow that fulfillment yes but a fulfillment is from the body yeah a deeply embodied deeply inhabited sense of 
juicy, alive mm. exhale. It's not from the mental story. Yeah. It's not from an emotional essence. It's not from like my heart, mm-hmm. my intuition. Mm-mm. It's much more sensually grounded mm. in the actual being. And when you can find that sweet spot, that hum, mm-hmm. that is that fulfillment, it, the most shocking news for you mm-hmm. is that it is a profoundly brilliant executor yeah. that can handle innumerous responsibilities yeah. with, this, with the most effective and efficient you know, stroke through. Yeah. And this is very new and very radical. Yeah. But it's nevertheless been true. And it's been true the whole time. Yes. yes. And we're just so used to as a species swimming upstream, (laughs) doing doing what we think is right or good or correct or polite. All this conditioning of should that's in the way of your authenticity does not make you more productive. No. It doesn't make you healthier. It's not making your relationships better. Mm -hmm. It's not actually doing the things it projects to do. So in in that first movement, when we're saying like, if you want to do that little deep dive in the basement, go for it. If it's alive and juicy and yummy in the body, if it's this dull, checked out, Mm -hmm. hide distraction, then we invite you to come into the body and parade and some options. Parade some options. Yes. And so one option for a gnome that comes to mind about the basement thing, because, of course, stay in the basement as long as it's delicious. Whatever's true is whatever is delicious, and it will be a win for all. It, but there's because gnomes can, like this woman said, work on their own quite a bit, I have a gnome client who who comes out of her basement to play with other gnomes where they, she, she loves to go do her gnome thing with another person because another gnome really gets it. So they go antique shopping for a full 12 hours. They go um, to the museum. So do you need, do they need assistance? So they, so they don't need assistance, but they could, but some options you can parade parade is exactly. And, and, and a collab and to do it with another, another person, right? Because gnomes can, can so I don't understand this. Do they need assistance? They don't need assistance. You don't. Nobody needs assistance necessarily. But we we in our community have a lot of buddies. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 have phone calls. We have a buddy system to check in to help each other find delicious. Okay. And so, so it's optional that you have. A, the, the the answer is no. You don't need assistance out of the basement. If you can parade some other juicy options. Yes. Antiquing doing something in the kitchen yep. you know there's another project that could be delicious uh snuggles cuddles whatever but you can also collab with a buddy yeah and maybe for no maybe it's not a parade they don't parade the option of of being with other people because they are so often fulfilled by doing their own thing um and so so it could be more delicious actually, to go antiquing with a friend, for instance. So you don't need it, but you put some other options of playing with other gnomes, um, other friends, on the table for yourself if that, if that being in the basement on your, on your own is feeling a little stale. Mm-hmm. It's an option that I've noticed can gnomes you don't put other there. other options if there wasn't a buddy? How, like no collabs, no yeah. buddies at all? Yeah. 
could be just literally getting outside <laughs> outside for gnomes yeah you know gnomes are very strong very athletic yeah people don't see that in the gnome you know body type usually um but they're incredibly athletic and so the woods nature flowers yeah gonna exactly. be really beautiful yeah options too but we're just i guess the key that you're saying is about delicious it's just all about delicious is it delicious and there's no shame in anybody's game <laughs> and we all we're doing is usually adding more options of what's delicious we're not going to subtract anything but that kind of hold up state yeah is a good state yep that's a flow state yeah for our for our gnomes it's a flow state you guys is what we're talking about like the ideal rhythm mm. so like you don't have any pressures or shoulds or have tos and you're in your own time in your own space and what is that ideal rhythm and each avatar has one yeah megan and i have a bunch of made-up words <laughs> to describe these ideal flow states flow state is a little more uh more common yeah. term yeah, yeah yeah or i think it's actually a less common term it's more in the psychological world oh yeah i guess I, that coming from there <laughs> yeah there's a lot yeah but what is that ideal rhythm so we would say that a gnome it's it's we call it holding up or hold up, getting hold up. They love to create their own hole of deep diving, no matter what it is. And that that's a real gnome flow state. And they can go from one to the next. I know my friend who, you know, would go deep into his music room for a weekend or week um, and then move over to learning about, you know, how to cook the perfect lasagna. <laughs> okay, so enough gnomes. <laughs> Let's go into other flow states. All right. Um we could talk about our dwarves. Yes. We call the dwarf flow state bang, bang, banging. <laughs> these, uh, for dwarves, we have, you know, these stoic, strong, steadfast beings who, I mean, can have 10 things going at once. You were just listening to Jason Momoa talk about a dwarf flow state. Yeah, when they're in his ideal rhythm, it's like, like he's like throwing axes with his son, working on his motorcycle. A package just arrived with his new T-shirt design. And the whole, every action here is really bold, brash, loud. You know, we got pounding machines. Like he is big. Yeah. 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 And we often think of the dwarfs as very much like the Flintstone people, you know, yes. like bang, 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 bang. Yes. Flintstone, yes. Like this sort of like caveman, you yep. know, uh, kind of movement. Yep. Yep. Loud, intense. A um, lot of things going on. I think of like, I always think of drummers and bang, bang, banging, right? Like they've just got, they've got, f you know, three different drums and two different cymbals and a foot drum and they're keeping the beat and they're all, you know, they're the loud element, <laughs> that bass yeah. element, you know? I was, uh, so I saw a, a video of Leah Remini and her best friend, Michelle, and they were, they're, they're doing their bits together and they're these loud bits that they, they almost like, exhaust the bit uh, of a, a comedic bit to the point where they've they've like like banged it all the way through it's you know bang, bang, it's not subtle bang, humor bang. yeah but it's good to know right like if you live with a divorce d dwarf you love a dwarf you know this dwarf in your world like if when they're in their real <laughs> yummy place and they have all the time in the world and they're just moving in that ideal yes. rhythm you're what you get is 
bang, 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 bright lights, loud music, projects, tractors, chainsaws, (laughs) things going off. Yes. Or if it's that real urban dwarf that we talked about, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. It's garish. It's loud. It's hackling. It's gossiping. It's going. It's ranting. (laughs) It's, you know, like, it's off. Yep. They got the TV on. They got the stove on. They got the grill on. uh, They're listening to music (laughs) and they're telling a story. (laughs) Similarly, Mm -hmm. the human um, Mm. avatar and their idea ideal rhythm or flow state is marshalling marshalling that's that's our word for it marshalling because they're so it's different than dwarves but it's loud (laughs) because they're because a human is so sure and they're so enthusiastic and there's lots of energy and they're pumped up and they're gonna go 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 and they're just gonna marshal the troops (laughs) yes yes you use like a term like the blue healer like somebody who's who's monitoring they're making sure tracking the family they're tracking and making sure everybody's on 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 track a blue healer is a dog for those of you (laughs) for the non-hobbits in the room the blue healer is a dog that that's that's this constantly hurting. Yes, I was at a this basketball game with my aunt, who's a human, and she was tisking my cousin and I because we weren't cheering for the team, and because she was marshalling us. We should be. This is what we're doing. This is what the role is. Um, and she was very proud to hear that she was a human. That, that that was a great role for her. And you can see, like, for another avatar, the uh, the the idea of marshalling this really enthusiastic, tons of energy pumped up feels depleting yes. exhausting and yeah. not an ideal flow state no rhythm. i wouldn't want to do that at all but yeah. for a human it's really juicy and it's their flow yep like a hobbit's gonna potter hobbits we have the We've word potter about that yep. a lot before pottering around yep kind of following their physicality following their form that, that's a really consistent slow moving yep. quite productive yeah um, sensing the small details in the world around them, really la- letting their feet lead them through, their mm-hmm. bodies lead them through. And it's it usually mm-hmm. is a creative flow, but mm-hmm. you can see that kind of slow-moving, yep. pottering, yep. you know, like I'm going to plant some plants and I might put a coat of stain on the fence. Yep, yep. And then I might tidy up the garage yep. and then I'll roll up the, the garden hose mm-hmm. and then I'll, you know, like, you know, like get the truck washed. Like mm-hmm. that's a really different flow state than that sure enthusiastic pump 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 go 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 or that brash bold yeah it's a lot softer and subtler and slower you might not hear us at all (laughs) yeah hobbits are known to be quite quiet creatures you would they're like part of the garage or part of the plants (laughs) yeah yeah well then we have elves and we call the elves uh, flow state jamming (laughs) Like a, like a music jazz band. jam, yeah. yeah, or a yeah. dance jam, yeah. or or a conversational jam, you know. Yeah, it's to take one idea and then just follow it forward as much as you can. Like if yeah. like if it was a music jam, I grew up a lot around music jams. That was a, if not 
twice daily, at least daily experience of mm. my of my life. And someone would just start a musical idea on a guitar. Right. And then someone else would hear the idea and bring the violin in on that idea. Right. And then someone brings a flute in on that idea. Mm. And then that idea is going sideways or up or down, but you're just moving this idea. Mm. And and it has this cons- it has a consistent flow that's fast. Yeah. And so it's a fast, consistent flow right. that's going somewhere. Yes, and you you're know? exploring, you're deeply exploring this one idea. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. all of its ways, you're yeah. exploring this. And so because it's fast and it's always in that forward place, mm. um, yeah, it's got a jam it's got feeling a jam. to yeah. it. Yeah, we're know? jamming, we're jamming. It's got, it's got a lot of energy in there. It's it's uh, It's got a little momentum. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. My... See. Um, sort of teens and and certainly my twenties, where I was dancing a lot and mm-hmm. dancing first semi professionally then professionally. It was really, um, you know, you go to these dance jams and somebody's working an idea out, mm. and then you're you're piggybacking on that idea mm. with your movement, mm. and then you you're doing whether it's contact dance or or some kind of you know whether modern dance you're someone leads an idea and the next person picks up the idea which is very different than for instance these days there's conscious dance and it's just a very kinetic anybody's doing anything yeah there's no idea there there's no idea yeah And, and someone comes up to someone in a conscious dance room and say they initiate a movement the other person doesn't piggyback on that idea. <laughs> they bear like there's no communication and no idea yeah. in the same way that um, certainly in my tour through the professional dance world it was very much like someone lays down an idea, someone else piggybacks on it and grows the idea, and then three more join and the idea grows in this way. But it's mm. always that this one idea being explored mm. forward. So. That's how it feels in conversation with you, I have to say, like that we jam on an idea and then we jam on another idea. If we have a if we have a session, for instance, it's like we'll get to two ideas at most um, because we go all the way through them, you know, and it's a real it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure to jam with an elf. (laughs) (laughs) Which also speaking of is also really delicious for like a hobbit to potter with another hobbit. Yes. Or a dwarf to bang, 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 bam, 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 bam with another dwarf. Yes. Or humans to marshal together. Like, yeah. so fun. And elves jamming. It's yeah. so fun. I mean, it's really fun to jam with my yeah, hobbit right. friend, too. But um, Two elves, man. But two elves can really <laughs> jam. <laughs> you can move through it They're quick. Really yeah. jamming. Um, so this is a thing, that ideal flow state that you're in it it actually is really really fun when you bring in the same avatar yep yep exactly so who are we missing who are we done we haven't done fairies (laughs) (sighs) that's so sweet megan once this is actually how we started to make up these these flows these the ideal flow of each avatar is i was talking about an experience i'd had with a friend of mine who was a fairy and megan called it oh she was doing muna she was was doing a muna (laughs) And I love that word. It felt like it was an onomatopoeia. Like yeah. it, the word sounded like the way that a fairy moves. Yes. And so we love that word. So Muna, mm-hmm. which is that like 
Fairies are extremely affected by, by emotion and the setting they're in. They, the Muna is like it's like how a butterfly alights. Like they don't follow a through line. It's they're just tasting and they're alighting on things, just like a butterfly does. So a butterfly will will float and then stop, um, and it's really really active, and then it stops. And fairies will look like they're not doing anything. They'll fl- they'll they'll sometimes go to the point of it looks like pure stopping and then they'll move really fast and really fast and really fast and flutter their wings and explore something um and they're exploring you know like a butterfly 10 different bushes in a day not one idea like an elf um and so they can be extremely fast and then really slow it's very kinetic um you know you've described a fairy day like if they're they'll they'll be doing the dishes and then they're all of a sudden want to they remember a poem that they want to go read this came from this beautiful there's a a gorgeous poet on instagram called the apricot memoirs and she she wrote this thing i actually have it oh great this is the fairy this is muna here's (laughs) here's fairy muna uh the poem is called alone time when i say i need alone time what i really mean is I want to move all the furniture around and then I want to move it all back and I want to paint something and then leave the brushes to bristle because I decided to go wash my hair. I'll forget to take my, my um, multivitamins because I was busy trying on dresses. And then suddenly I'll move every plant to the tiles in the sunroom just to water them, but I won't water them. Um, but the plants will make like a jungle at the front door because that was there was a book that I once read explaining the cycle of butterflies. So I had to go rummage around for it. But in my hunt, I found an old photo. And then I was seeping in nostalgia for what, well, feels like 10 minutes. But it was suddenly dusk. Mm. And dinner's going to be the last thing on my mind. I'd likely just throw a handful of berries into some... Into, into some um, juice and well amid the kitchen mess <laughs> I'll, I'll pour a glass of wine and while closing my eyes at the same time I'll light some candles and open all the windows and change the sheets and then fall asleep because nothing excites me anymore <laughs> it's so very <laughs> I just had to it's reminding me of um some fairies posted on our beautiful Facebook page. You know, we talked about Marie Kondo, The Hobbit, and the life-changing medic of tidying up her, bo- her book, or, or Spark Joy. Spark Joy. Yes, this is the fairy response. There is a book called The Joy of Leaving Your Shit All Over the Place. <laughs> and the back of the book is basically describing <laughs> that woman's post. The joy of, of leaving, leaving your, your shit all, all over the place. The, and it says, like, this, no one likes tidy people. They're uptight. <laughs> Messy people, you are awesome. <laughs> you would never let the threat of clutter stop you from any purchase. So buy that book and leave it wherever you want. <laughs> so, Muna. so those are our states, y'all. Fairies moona, they moona around. Mm-hmm. The elves jam. The hobbits potter. The dwarves bang, 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 bang. The humans marshal. And, and it's all very beautiful. It's beautiful, especially if you know it. Yeah. If you are a fairy and moon is your way and you're with a dwarf mm. and bang, bang, bang's his way. If you, if you think the harmony of the relationship is those two being in the same space, doing the same movement, it's going to be so depleting. Yeah, exactly. Very exhausting. And boy, have we been sort of... Sh- 
hold the idea of compromise is valuable, but it is not. Oh, Lord. No. Contemporary culture defines marriage as compromise. Yes. Yes. Which is ridiculous. It's like the highest value, and there's zero value. What would be the value? Everybody comes out of their floor state. Everybody. Everybody compromises mm-hmm. when I'll accept less, and you'll accept less. Yes. And those little buried resentments yes. we'll have to ignore in order for us to stand in the same place in the same moment. No need. Nobody wins there. There's something more efficient, more yes. effective. Yes. And that's that you and I can sit here. We can sit in the same moment. We can breathe the same air. We can be mm-hmm. present in the same thing mm. and, and be alone together. Yeah. I yeah. can be in my ideal flow state. You can be your ideal flow state. And... And it's nobody has to leave it. It's even more intimate. Yes, yes, exactly. And and magically complementary in ways that you can't conduct. No, you'll just watch and see. If you want to go for a bike ride, <laughs> you don't need your husband and your children to agree. No, to go on the bike ride with no. you. No, you can just go. Yes, and yes. <laughs> they can just meet you in the car on the other side to get an ice cream. Yes, and. Two of them can be dropped off to see a movie while the other goes to the roller skating rink. Yeah. And then you all drop in for a slice of pizza, but two people brought salads from outside and one brought a hot dog. Like, this is real intimacy. That's real connectivity. And it's possible for us. Yeah, absolutely. We have another question. I think we have time for another question. Um, Oh, this is great because this question answers itself really just... Oh, I love it if you're almost there and you're just mm-hmm. looking for permission. <laughs> <laughs> makes our job easy. It makes it great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a question about elves and execution. Mm. Uh, I need some tips and tricks and mechanisms of how the avatar works. Since the dwarves are just do-it avatars, um, but but not me as an elf. So <laughs> even now, for me, it's much more delicious to not have that pressure of execution. Mm. And so for now, I can just delve into being or presence, lovely. So mm. so meditation or just simply being yeah. or just looking at the clouds, jamming on your ideas. Yeah. Um, then it probably shifts to execution without effort. Yes. You are right. Mm. Exactly. If it is delicious, mm. it will shift into the next movement Without any effort. Yeah. Maybe that effort, maybe the next movement is you executing something. Mm. Or maybe it's another of the fellowship mm. executing something. Mm-hmm. And you're providing some idea or structure because you were just daydreaming and looking at the clouds. And funnily enough, you happen to be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And then along comes someone whose delicious is execution, but they're looking for a structural idea around it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the next movement is, but the delicious will carry you. That flow mm. state will organically carry you, whether it's up out of the basement when it's no longer alive mm-hmm. or out of that jamming being place. Mm-hmm. Um, the delicious will actually carry you much more effectively Mm -hmm. I think we can see it in both the questions. There's this fear, right? Like I just stayed in my organic, authentic rhythm. Mm -hmm. Then what is left undone? What responsibilities am I ignoring? Mm -hmm. 
And I understand that fear completely, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's truly not accurate. Nope, nope. And th- that those can be different fears underlying there. We've talked about the fear of not being safe or like I'll be abandoned or I, I won't, I won't execute. I won't be good enough. I will fail at my job. I'll fail at being a mother, you know, and those pieces, having that fear pull you out mm-hmm. and, and these layers of shoulds are not actually making you better at relationship or more effective or productive or bringing oh. home the bacon more. Like they're not actually helping. Mm-mm. They're obscuring what is going to be much more effective. Yeah. And you can see that in your own life. If you, if you go look and to see it, when I followed my should, did it ever really result in anything you wanted? Yeah. It's sort of like three steps forward, seven mm. steps back. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's very circular. We, we were just literally hammering this out with the master class of mm. like, how much does suffering and exhaustion and depletion and effort and pain mm. serve our goals, serve mm. us to change or to evolve mm-hmm. or to heal as opposed to something like fulfillment, the mm-hmm. spark joy, the, the delicious, delicious yes, yeah. right? Like this this fully embodied fully inhabited movement of of pleasure mm-hmm. um, of what's true what's really true in a moment is what's delicious yeah which one serves you better yeah and these are you know my master class are all very awake human beings who live in profound alignment they have you know beautiful um yeah aligned lives aligned you know, lives yeah. there's there's very little drama very little mm-hmm. chaos very like things are no yeah no we're just and enjoying these, life. yeah and their yeah. parents yeah. and they own homes yeah. and they're doctors and lawyers and yeah. psychologists like highly effective humans top tier mm-hmm. humans in the world that the people would look at and say that is a super successful mm-hmm. very effective human mm-hmm. in the world um and so that's a lot of the master class and we were ha- we were hammering this out and we have been for for <laughs> a couple of months now yeah and again and again, we keep lighting on the same conclusion, which is that if something comes about through suffering or change, like you know in your life when something just got so painful or so effortful, it did instigate a change, then fine. Mm-hmm. But something better at it mm-hmm. is fulfillment yeah. or joy or th- this thing that we keep talking about, delicious, yes, that that is in fact much more... Um, is more consistent at affecting change. Yes. It has a way better track record yep. than pain or suffering. Yeah. It's built for it. Fulfillment is evolution. It is it is it is changing you for the better. <laughs> it's the call of freedom it's inside. The call, yes. Yes. It's that internal call of freedom is embedded in that spark joy or that fulfillment. Yes. And so it is it's much more effective. Yeah. And so this is the joy we want to spread is yeah. the bulk of our work is the delicious yes. Yep. Yep. That like PS, you <laughs> don't have to wait for the brick to fall, for the no. cancer diagnosis, for the injury, for the car crash, for the no. to to evolve into a much richer, 
joyous, authentic life. Yeah. It, it can it can start to happen right now. Absolutely. And just because we've learned from suffering for a long time on this planet doesn't mean <laughs> that it has any value, that we really, that we have to keep doing that. We have a very different path here and we have a nine-day challenge that we've talked about before. Yeah, we have a course, a really great course. If this is all new to you, delicious, how do I find delicious? What are they talking about? We have a beautiful course. Mm-hmm. It's free right now. Yeah, yeah. When you sign up for the newsletter, it's free. Um, and, you know, check it out. Get a taste. Yeah, it's you on can... the front page of the Kieran Trace website. Super yeah. easy to access. Nine-day challenge. Yeah. Um, and that's how you start to make some decisions from delicious and test it for yourself on that effectivity because because yeah here it is here's that permission mm-hmm. yep. you know whether it's to bang bang away mm-hmm. whatever or jam out or hole up or marshal <laughs> like here's that permission and if part of you is like dude i cannot be marshalling all day every day i have a job to give and i have family and then um, we dare you we dare you <laughs> okay and report back we want to always want to hear yeah yeah See you next time. Next time. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Trace and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you.